Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'm speaking with two people from a company in the Pacific Northwest, which will hire a bunch of work campers to help with its sugar beet harvest this fall. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile and operating a small business from the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started. For more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Aaron Firth is a district manager for Amalgamated Sugar, which has locations primarily in southern Idaho, but also in Washington State and Oregon. He oversees growing the beets, their harvest, and delivering beets to factories. He is joined by Taryn Hutchinson, a human resources specialist was responsible for hiring people to fill all the roles involved in the various aspects of sugar beet production. Harvest is a time when the company experiences a real-time crunch to extract beets from the ground, bag them up, and get them into storage so they can be delivered to factories later and transformed into sugar products. During fall months, the staff more than doubles in size starting in early August and continuing through the middle of November. Work campers generally start getting involved in late September for harvesting operations taking place in October. They are not involved in extracting beets from the ground. Rather, work campers help with activity near piling equipment by controlling traffic in the area, cleaning up, and taking samples from every truckload of beets arriving at the facility. All of that work takes place outdoors and often during daylight hours. Some work campers are hired to help in quality control lab, that measures beet samples for sugar content and other parameters. All that work is done indoors, and the lab facility is operating around the clock. It's not difficult work, but it often requires a lot of standing. Work campers receive training for all the positions, but those who are applying with experience in harvesting operations tend to stand out. People who have experience operating skid steers and other heavy equipment are also needed. I apologize in advance for the slight echo that appears on my end during the interview. A tech challenge required me to record it on Zoom rather than using my typical podcasting equipment. To tell us more about what Amalgamated Sugar does and how work campers can get involved with the company, please welcome District Manager Aaron Firth and Human Resources Specialist Taryn Hutchinson to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Aaron. I really appreciate the time. Tell me a little bit about Amalgamated Sugar and where it's located and what kinds of things you do for the company. So Amalgamated Sugar is a sugar beet company. We make sugar out of sugar beets. Uh, We're located primarily in southern Idaho. 
We also have some locations in Oregon and Washington, but most of the acres of sugar beets that we harvest and refine are here in Southern Idaho. Uh, Taryn and I work out of what we call our Minicasia facility. It's located in Paul, Idaho. Um, I work as the district ag manager for this area of the company. And I oversee uh, basically the, the raising of the sugar beets and their harvest and delivery. And then um, the delivery of the sugar beets to the actual factory. Um, so I, I'm involved in the entire process uh, as far as the ag side goes. And harvest is, is one of our, our keynote times of the year when we hire a lot of people and every, it's all hands on deck to get the sugar beets out of the ground and into storage so we can bring them into the, the factory here and, and make sugar out of them. So that's basically in a nutshell what I do. I'll let Taryn tell uh, what she does. Yeah, so here at the Minicaja factory, we actually process the most sugar beets for the company. We are the largest facility of our three, four-ish facilities, three and a half facilities. Um, and we do, we jump up from about 500 to 550 employees up to 1,100 employees just for the harvest month. So it is a very busy time um, from about first part of August through, through the middle of November with early beats starting the end of September, so. Okay, do you need work campers then from the first part of August? We, we need work campers usually, um, the, the bulk of the harvest happens in the month of October. So that's when we need the most people. We have hired uh, work campers. We try to be very flexible when, when hiring work campers because we understand the, the travel schedules and you know there's a lot of things that wrap up at the end of the summer. So we, we generally try to work with people and take them when they're available. Um, but mostly we need people during October and also during September, depending on, um, you know, how much, what the workload looks like. We don't, we don't run full bore during September, just, just October, but we'll take them through those two months for sure. And I'm sure weather plays a factor in all of this. But yes, weather, weather is a big factor in the, in the whole process and, um, also just, you know, through the month of September, we're very scheduled in how we do the harvest. So it's not as, it's not as intense and we don't work as many hours. Um, in October, definitely it's like, there's a switch that flips. We start seeing really beautiful days and then we see a lot of rain. Um, some years, other years, it's, it's pretty dry. Some years we've seen snow. So weather is definitely our biggest, uh, factor that we work around. What are some of the jobs that the work campers do? So we hire um, all types. We, we need people to help weigh the trucks. Uh, we have, we just call them scale houses where uh, the trucks that the growers are, are delivering their sugar beets with, they weigh in there. So we'll hire people to help at the scale house. Then we hire uh, a lot of folks to help run the sugar beet pilers. So that, that's one thing that's unique here. We, we don't, we don't drive any trucks. We don't, we don't need truck drivers necessarily. We just, we need equipment operators and uh, sugar beet piler operators. And then people just uh, generally help around uh, the pilers with backing up trucks and cleanup and, and any other thing that comes up during the day. Um, we also hire uh, sample takers. So every sugar beet piler has a sample collector on it. And uh, we hire people to it's, it's very much, you know, uh, equipment driven. There's not a lot of manual labor. They're mostly just running equipment, collecting the sample out of the, the sugar beet load and 
putting them into bags and, and uh, marking them for our lab. We also do hire people that uh, work in the actual um, quality lab. We call it our sugar beet quality lab, where the beets are analyzed for sugar content and tear and just general quality parameters. So we, we hire people for that too. If that's something that a person is interested in, it's all indoors. Um, it is more shift work. So that that part of our facility does run around the clock. Um, the rest of our our receiving stations only run during the day typically. Um, so we have that's basically the positions that we hire for during this time. The, the, are the jobs require any special training? Uh, experience is always a plus, but we're, we're willing to take anybody and train them. Um, the jobs aren't really that hard, um, but equipment knowledge is always helpful. Uh, we do hire a, a number of skid steer and telehandler operators. So people with heavy equipment experience uh, is, is a good thing. Um, but generally, if, if you're willing to work and work outside and work some long hours, then we're willing to train you to do whatever. Very good. Uh, are people spending most of the time on their feet, though? Yes, there is a lot of standing um, outside in the weather, can get long days. Um, of course, we do allow for breaks and stuff for safety reasons, of course, as well. But yep, a lot of on your feet, a lot of standing outside in the weather. How many hours a week do work campers typically work? Um, usually 60 plus um, in the bulk of the harvest season when we get into October. Um, we're looking Monday through Saturday, about 10 to 12 hour days depending on weather, of course. Okay, so that that's a lot of work. And what kind of compensation do people get? So we do have different levels of compensation depending on experience level as well and what position. Um, our starting is, our very bare minimum new hire starting rate is 16.30 per hour for up to 10 hours a day or 40 hours a week. And then we do pay overtime. I think that's a little unique than most ag positions to where we do pay overtime above 40 hours a week. Wow. Um, and then if they are traveling from their campsite to the piling grounds, if they're traveling more than 20 miles, they will have an extra 65 cents per hour added to their pay as well for travel and mileage expenses. Does a compensation include a free RV site? It does. Yep. Do you have your yeah, own campground? We do not. We've uh, contacted and been working with a handful of, of campsites near where we work. We try to be pretty strategic so people don't have to travel very far, but all the campgrounds that we work with are full hookups and have, have been very nice. That is one thing that we've been complimented on is the, the campgrounds have been very nice. And um, I know at least one of them provides propane service to they'll fill your tanks while you're at work and you don't really have to worry about anything there. So, and that's, those, those sites are paid for by us the entire time you're here. Well, that's a very convenient thing to have them fill up your tanks while you're at work. Yeah, it's, uh, it works out pretty well. And you said there's no special skills or training that's or skills that are needed, but I'm assuming you're providing some kind of training for work campers. We do. We have um, we have several training sessions that go on through the month of September. That's a general session, so everybody will come. We we talk about safety in general and just give some some tips on managing the day and on how to be safe while you work. And then we we get more into job specific training. 
at that meeting. And then once that meeting's over, you'll go to the site to begin working. And, and there you'll have at least one or two people uh, working with you during the day to make sure that you're 100% comfortable before we turn you loose. So we, we really pride ourselves on doing a good job in training and want to make sure that we equip people properly to, to be successful at that job. How many work campers are you looking to hire this year? We'd basically take as many as want to come. We've, we usually hire uh, 25 to 30 every year, but um, labor's tight in our area. The unemployment rate's really low. Um, and it's, it's pretty difficult to find uh, short-term seasonal labor. So, you know, we're, we're open to as many as want to come. We'll find a What's place for you. Wonderful. What's involved in the interviewing process? So yeah, I'll speak to that a little bit. Um, so we do a phone interview. Once they've reached out or applied online um, or contacted one of our crop consultants and said they're interested, I usually reach out and do a phone interview, um, kind of explain it a little bit more in the work in a little bit more detail. I kind of explain the area a little bit. And then we schedule a time for them to arrive. Um, once they arrive in the area, I put them through a pre-employment physical and drug screen and then we have the safety orientation that Aaron was talking about and then get them some on the job training before before we put them out to work. Okay. And like okay. you said, some of some people will start arriving in September. The bulk of the work is done in October, but it's all wrapped up by when? It's usually wrapped up by the middle of November at the latest. Our, we do have a harvest cutoff date and that date is November 4th. Um, sometimes, depending on weather, if we've had some rain delays, we'll run past that date. Um, but usually, you know, there's only been one or two years in the last seven that uh, we've run past the, the 15th of November. Um, and we, we understand, too, that people need to go on to other jobs. Like, we're very flexible. And, you know, by the time the bulk of the harvest is over in October, if you need to be moving on, uh, we get it. We'll work with you. So we're, we're, we try to be very accommodating that way. What, what are some things that work campers can do when they're not working if they have any time off during that period? <laughs> we have a pretty neat little local, I don't know. Um, Southern Idaho, of course, our weather is pretty awesome in the fall most of the time. Um, we will get all four seasons in the same day, but we have lots of mountains. We have the Snake River, lots of hiking, ATVing. We're about an hour away from City of Rocks and maybe a little bit more than an hour away from Craters of the Moon. So those are pretty two, you know, two pretty good you know, national monument type sites to visit. They're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, within a 45 minute drive, you can go to the, the mountains and be at a lake. Uh, there's Boise is within our, our area that we work in. So, you know, in the event that you want to be working towards Boise or if you want to visit Boise, there's a lot to do there as well. Uh, we're about two and a half hours from Salt Lake City, Utah. So there's there's good things to go do and visit down there. And, you know, we, we've got plenty to do here just locally, too, and, and keeping you busy and entertained. Now, I've looked up on the map, and Paul, Idaho, is right out there in the sticks. And it's relatively small. So how far away is the closest Walmart to your location? That's that's how our viewers determine whether you are in a, a rural area or a metropolitan area. Yeah, so we, we've got the best of both worlds because if you look at the map, Paul is a, is a town of you know roughly a thousand people, but about three miles from Paul is the city of Burley, which is a much larger 
area. It's, you know, 10 to 12,000 people and there's a Walmart there. There's a number of other grocery stores close by. And then if you really want to get uh, serious and go to Costco, there's a Costco in Twin Falls, which is about 35 minutes away. Um, and then also Pocatello yes, as well. So yes, correct. Only, only about okay. an hour away. Also, yeah, they were centrally located in a rural area. Yeah, yeah, and it's it sounds small, but the valley itself, there's 20 to 25,000 people here. So I guess you're not, coming, it's pretty small. But. <laughs> and you're not too far from the Snake River. And I understand there's some pretty good fishing that can be had there. There's good fishing there. We're also pretty close to Lake Walcott, uh, which is a large lake. And uh, there, there's good fishing there as well. So if that's your thing, you know, there's ton, tons of good good places to go fishing and lots of small streams and, and that up in the hills as well. What is something that a work camper can do to really stand out among the other applicants to give them a, a leg up, so to speak, in getting the job? Um, probably the number one thing would be to apply early. We do start recruiting um, about mid-July is when I get, I have a number as to how many rehires I have coming back and the number of how many people I'm still needing to hire. So apply early would be my biggest tip. Um, and then put any heavy equipment operator, any agriculture experience on the application or resume. Okay, but again, that heavy equipment operator and agriculture experience is not necessary. You will no. train for those positions. Yeah, we'll, we'll really take anybody but, um, that, that's physically able to do it and that can pass a drug screen. But, uh, you know, the the equipment operators, those are pretty essential. And, and if you're, if you have experience there, then we, we, we place you a little more strategically because we need those people pretty bad. So, okay. but really in general, if you're, you know, be interested and, and we'll likely find a place for you. And do you need a commercial driver's license to operate some of that equipment? You do not. Although you. if you, if you do have a commercial driver's license and you're interested in more employment after uh, the harvest is complete. We do have good contacts with the trucking company that hauls our beets and they hire work campers as well. So if you get done with, with us and you're thinking, I'd, I'd like to stick around in Idaho, they also will pay for your camp spot and they'll, they'll have you drive a truck. So if that's something that fits you and you wanna stick around in Idaho, then we can find a home for you there too. Well, that's great. When does the snow really start to fly up there? Uh, typically, we, we may see some small flurries, um, you know, in the month of November. We have had the rare storm in October, uh, but those are pretty rare. If anything, we get a little bit of rain in October, but snow, snow doesn't really set in until around Christmas time. And then, you know, January is pretty snowy at that, you know, once we get past Christmas. So, but until then... The weather is usually very nice and mellow. Okay, very good. And then the note that you had sent to me, you had said that there be a minimum of four weeks of work. Is that required to get the, the RV site and to even get the job? Um, not necessarily, uh, but you know, we. I, I guess I'd just say if you if you want to come and work and work shorter than four weeks, then it really needs to be during October because that's when we need the most people. We can be very flexible during September and even during the first week of October, um, but those those latter three weeks in October are pretty critical to us. So if that's all you have and that's all you want to work, we'd probably work with you on that too. Okay. 
And then you had noted that people can make between $1,300 and $1,500 per week. Does that include overtime? Yeah, that's a rough estimate with overtime just okay. based on a normal, normal week. So that's a very well-paying position. Is there something that you wish all work campers knew before they came to work for you? Uh, just be prepared for the weather and, and be prepared for long days. Uh, the, you know, the days are long, but we provide a lot of breaks. It's very, we, we try to hire plenty of people so nobody's overworked and, and overtired, but uh, just be prepared to be outside and, you know, enjoy it and dress appropriately and, and bring enough food. Those are the main things that, that keep people going. So very good. Where, where can people get more information about the opportunity or to submit an application? So they can email us and the, the, the email address is harvestemployment at amalsugar.com. And that's A-M-A-L sugar.com. Very good. We'll be sure to link to that in the, the show notes and in the podcast as well. So I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you folks, Aaron and Karen. I, I thank you for joining me. And I hope that this sparks some interest among our viewers to come up there to Idaho and spend a month in the beautiful fall weather uh, helping you folks out. Well, that'd be great. We appreciate your time as well, Greg. I'd like to thank District Manager Aaron Firth and Human Resources Specialist Taryn Hutchinson from Amalgamated Sugar and Paul Idaho for coming on the show to describe the company's beet harvesting operations and how work campers can get involved. The job is a way for work campers to make some significant money relatively quickly. They generally average 60 hours of work per week by working 10 to 12 hour days Monday through Saturday. The minimum starting wage is $16.30 for the first 40 hours and overtime pay at time and a half after that. Plus, if a work camper has to drive more than 20 miles from their campsite to a piling station, the company gives them an additional 65 cents for every hour they work. Amalgamated Sugar contracts with several campgrounds near the facilities to provide free full hookup sites for our work campers. Some of the campgrounds even fill an RV's propane tanks while the work camper is on the job. RVers pay for the propane, of course, but they don't have to worry about working a full day and then trying to figure out how to fill their tanks when they get back to their RV. The company typically hires 30 work campers every year, but it's an especially tight labor market this year, so they may need to hire even more. Amalgamated Sugar is hiring right now for jobs starting in late September that will wrap up by the middle of November. However, the company has some flexibility to accommodate work campers who may need to arrive a bit later or leave a bit earlier. The area around Paul, Idaho may appear to be isolated on a map, but there is a Walmart and some other stores a few minutes away in Burley, Idaho, and even more options 30 miles away in Twin Falls. Both Boise, Idaho and Salt Lake City are about two and a half hours away. The area is well known for fishing and hiking. Craters of the Moon National Park is within driving distance. For more information about the job or Amalgamated Sugar, visit amalsugar.com. To apply for one of the work camper positions, email harvestemployment at amalsugar.com. Aaron said work campers can make between $1,300 and $1,500 per week, which would give them some real nice spending money for Christmas or pay for some fun excursions over the winter. 
I encourage you to check out the opportunity soon because the firm is hiring right now. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week, I'm speaking with a work camper who makes a living on the road by helping small businesses manage their social media advertising. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.